Okay, good morning everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's daily pre-market trade plan live session for uh, Monday the 29th of January. Um, hope you're all keeping very, very well indeed and you had a good weekend. Um, we've got fascinating market conditions. We've got this Goldilocks scenario. Everything is ultra positive. Um, stock markets are, are rallying um, and we're, we're likely to expect further rallying over the course of this week. Um, bond yields... There's every expectation they're kind of coming down. They're kind of remaining a little bit on the sticky side, a little bit, a few question marks to be answered, but ultimately demand is very strong for bonds, um, which has the potential to push bond prices up, yields down. Um, and wherever you look, there's tensions in the Middle East, of course, so that's playing out through the oil markets. Um, there's a couple of areas of concern, uh, broadly around the, the redirection of, of a lot of... Um, and shipping costs going up because of concerns in in the red sea and there's conflict and there's uh airstrikes and we've just had three u.s servicemen killed over the weekend as well so now let's talk about retaliation and that's when things can escalate to an uh, to a very significant level so um fascinating market conditions it, it seems like you and in fact this is where one of the this is one of the downsides um often like when you have this supreme optimism we use the phrase from last week which we thought um is is perfect to just be able to very succinctly describe these market conditions and it's economic nirvana um that's where we're at 
so we can trade on that and we will continue to trade on that until something significant changes. And we've got some important news out this week. So let me break it all down for you. Um, you'll see the, the, I suppose, the pressure points and um, we'll, we'll strategize around, you know, all these developments and what would we expect and how we look into position ourselves. So let's get straight into it then, guys. Uh, good morning to everyone. Hope you are all keeping very, very well indeed. Uh, please share risk warning currently up on screen. Just broadly be mindful of the risks involved in trading financial markets. Okay, so as a quick introduction, all profitable traders, they need to consider, of course, um, which markets to trade, so trade selection. Uh, what do you base that those decisions on? And that's where our analysis comes in, our fundamental understanding of these markets. And we often get traders like sort of saying, well, how much do I need to know? Like that, Obviously, if you want to go down the fundamental side of, of, of trading financial markets, there's no end to the amount of analysis that you can kind of consume. We're, we're really interested in kind of headline sort of market moving narratives. And, and it's quite easy and quite straightforward. As you can see, we'll, we'll be doing it this morning uh, in about sort of, well, the, the fundamental analysis sort of thing is a few minutes. It's not about in-depth knowledge about um, every possible outcome, because what we're interested in when we talk about market fundamentals is what's happening and what impact does that have on whatever market you happen to trade it's the impact on the market that is the key bit and we can see that through market technicals we can see you know we, like the oil markets right now is a really good example we can see the um the optimism or there let's say the concern that's going on in the middle east through through the price of oil um as as the price of oil shoots higher um you know it's really pointing to the fact that you know, these markets have to price in this conflict in the Middle East and the impact that it might have ultimately on, on oil. And um, this is what these markets do to discount whatever's happening. Okay, so trade selection, very, very important. And then this is your strategy in terms of entries and exits. You know, what means do you use to get in and out of markets? Where do you place your stop loss? Technically, I'm talking about. Whoops. And then carrying that forward, we it's very important you have a strong understanding of... of um, of risk and being able to manage that risk effectively. Um, some people and some traders, especially when they're new and, and relatively experienced, they don't pay much attention to accurate trade size. Um, they don't pay much attention to, I suppose, stop loss placements and uh, timing in terms of, you know, entry. Sometimes you have a really good trade or it's a good trade, it's a bad time or it's the wrong time. And it's learning these little things that will really sort of uh, help you longer term. How do you manage each trade to a successful outcome? So trade management, if the market moves in your favor, what steps can you make to try and mitigate that risk? These are all very important um, considerations. And trading psychology, that just wraps up this whole environment. There's an interesting um, sort of exuberance or excitement in these markets. And um, uh, it's palpable, isn't it? And we want to go with it. We don't want to stand in its way. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a steam train coming towards you. You don't want to step in front of it. You want to try to get behind it and grab on. And just let it, let it, let it take you. So yeah, that's the psychology behind these markets in a minute, and that's all well and good on, until something changes, and that's what we're looking out for very, very carefully. So um, 
So these are the things that we dis we discuss every day in our live trade room, just to let you know. And we are strong advocates of being consistent. If we're if we're taking all sorts of sort of strange and random and weird and wonderful trades, which you can do, you can adopt that type of scattergun approach and um, very sort of um, you know distracted with everything going on in every part of the market. It, it, you know it's difficult. Um, so being accurate with the levels we use, every level we use has a has a purpose. There's a reason for for using those levels, and be disciplined with your capital, and of course, be patient as well. All right, so that's just a, a slightly longer uh, intro this morning. Um, let's start with a review of potential market moving news. So, with this in mind, uh, good morning, everyone. Um, I think we have fixed our um, the fact that our, our slide was was slipping there last week for uh, a couple of sort of unusual reasons but i think we fixed it so obviously let us know if if anything happens but i think we're good now we're hopeful that's the case all right okay massive massive week for financial markets and again the the psychology going into this week is is pure optimism um so what do we have today absolutely nothing of any concern probably more geopolitical you know concerns with um, with the Middle East and the U.S.'s reaction to um, to three deaths. Uh, I think it was yesterday, wasn't it? And um, you know, many corners calling for calm. There's still concern in the Middle East with Israel and, and Gaza, and uh, that's that's a devastating with the, the devastating events going on in Israel and sorry, excuse me, in that part of the world. So we're going to start tomorrow with individual sort of job-related um, indications, and it, we're, we're starting with consumer confidence. So how confident are consumers? I'll just show you the sort of breakdown of recent numbers. Like if you go back to the summer of last week, last year, sorry, it's um, it's 106, 103, 102, 102. Now we're jumping up to 110. Now we're going to be at significant highs, 113, 114. So you can see that there's, um, I suppose, a mild positivity coming back to consumers. Now, they performed really, really well, even though the confidence was low. Now we have the potential that consumer confidence is getting more confident, and that's likely to be a bit of a catapult for, for further uh, optimism and um, uh And that's a really good thing for the U.S. economy. Uh, Jolt job openings. So, how many jobs are available in the U.S. economy? Again, you can you can see that this has been coming down uh, over the last year and a half. We we peaked at 11 million, and it's now coming down to we're still eight and a half. It's still um, one and a half jobs available for every person in the U.S. that wants a job, every unemployed person. So it's still a very, very buoyant, although the number of jobs are, are reducing uh, and that's very much expected. So we're going to get inflation out of the Australian dollar. So if you are trading the Australian dollar, just be mindful if you look at year on year and the, the overall view, and this is what makes it kind of a Goldilocks scenario, is that we're seeing inflation come down, you know, across the board. Um, and the... Uh, the Australian economy is going to see and, and just see this inflation number continue to come down 
uh, really quite aggressively, and that would really fit in with this overall very positive narrative. We've got non-manufacturing numbers, manufacturing numbers out of um, China, uh, expected to be a little bit higher than previous, but still in contraction. Um, German inflation numbers, it's, it's very stunted, and I think that's probably going to likely remain the case for the short term. And then on Wednesday, we're looking at non-farm employment change numbers. Um, um, this, is, this is your ADP numbers, it's your private sector numbers. Again, if you look at, oh, let me zoom in. If you look at the trend, I suppose last time out was 164. We have been significantly lower at 89,000. The ADP and the non-farm payroll numbers recently, as if you've been trading them, are, um, here's the non-farm payroll numbers, 177. I mean, you know, anything around 200,000 is still a very, very strong jobs number and 177 is coming in. And this is really what, what the markets are looking for. They want to see a little bit of weakness in the unemployment rate. So it remains to be seen whether 3.8 will be, will there, will there be a positive response? We probably think there is, if this is, if it feels a little bit more controlled, uh, if wages are potentially coming down on the previous month, you know, that all feeds into the narrative, right? Well, the Fed can crack on and, uh, and start lowering rates. And that's really what it all boils down to. Um, so ADP on Wednesday. Um, Wednesday evening, we're going to be hearing from the F. We said it's a big week and it's a massive week. Uh, last week was a bit of a bland week, but we were able to position ourselves. This week, it's going to be hold on to your um, hold on to your seat, uh, strap yourself in. It's going to be a very very big week. Now, the whole focus in the FOMC is really around. Not so much that the Fed are lowering rates, it's more of a case of when are they going to do it. And the market is looks like it's edging towards March, uh, March, April, June. Um, and at some point in, in one of those three, we would assume the Fed will probably make the decision to start cutting rates. It, it lowers ultimately um, refinancing costs, which, uh, which I think would be, would be important, certainly for certain sectors. So, and we'll be hearing from Jerome Powell on Wednesday. So huge volatility on Wednesday, we would anticipate. Thursday, uh, we'll be hearing from the Bank of England. So we get their rates. Uh, again, everyone is holding in January. I think the, um, they, they want to see a little bit more on the unemployment side. They want to see a little bit more on wages. They want to see a little bit more on, on inflation and just be a little bit more comfortable that actually all of those things are in play. And if that's the case, then um, these central banks are more likely to be lowering rates which is very significant for prices okay and then i spoke about non-farm payroll on friday so like i said it's a, it's a massive week it doesn't really get bigger than this um just before we look at the technicals um just want to share a couple of thoughts just on bond yields so every man and his dog is wanting to jump into these markets and um uh, again, we still have uh, inverted uh, markets. We have the 10-year, effectively the risks over a 10-year period are much lower than uh, on the near term, on the two-year. And we had a little bit of a bounce last week, even though equity markets still rallied. So there's a bit of indecision in there. If you, if you kind of zoom in a little bit more, 
we're not really making too much progress really just yet we're a little bit more elevated and um i suppose if there is massive demand for uh for for treasuries um it, it's it's very likely to, to suggest price will start if you, if you if you increase demand for something uh price price will uh, push higher and bond yields will lower so you've got that invertedness even within um prices bond prices and uh, bond yields and so there's every expectation that these bond yields will actually continue to roll over to the downside and that's then likely to be a condition that's again very very um uh beneficial to equity markets and as a result we're just seeing a little a little bounce okay so what does this mean um it pretty much means we are positioned in these markets uh, to the upside uh, across the us and um really we want to try and stay in them for as long as we can because our, our bias is still to the upside and we're just waiting for something to sort of change the dynamic because nothing is changing that dynamic at the minute so we've got a very bullish um stance on these us indice markets we're, we're we're pretty close to breaking out as far as the dax is concerned we're at all-time highs even though growth is very low um and um inflation is coming down so that's the good news um, and it's just a, it's just pure kind of positivity and I, I suppose there's reasons to be concerned with that positivity you know if something's too good to be true you know we would be concerned about that but at the moment it's it's quite hard you don't want to swim against the tide um you want to really go with it and that's really all we're doing we're not doing anything uh particularly special or clever or anything like that it's just going with the sentiment going with the market and uh, we're still likely to see further upside so commodities we had a little gap higher we've kind of rallied um up to 79.65 so very close to that 80 80 level um and and this is really due to uh what's going on in the middle east um but more importantly we're now significantly above um the uh 200 period moving average um, and now we've got an opportunity to mitigate risk on the trade and just see i mean we bounced off the 100 period as you can see today now um but i'm sure we'll probably go back to it at some point especially if once we see how how the us react uh, to recent recent situations so this is our hedge trade gold we're, we're in this to the downside we've got no risk on it whatsoever so um our expectation is for it to roll over you see it's not really willing to do so two four six eight nine days moving sideways um, but it, it is serving a bit of a hedge fun, fun, function so if we if we make some decent money off the us indices um we uh, we have a small exposure oh no we don't we've sorry we've broken even uh on on gold so we'll finish off with the commodities i'm uh, sorry with the um With the currencies so let's start with a dollar because um we've been speaking about the potential for some dollar weakness and we've not really had significant follow-through um the euro dollar is a really good example two four six eight nine we're not really we've not made that much progress in nine days we've not made that much progress in the pound dollar for the last five weeks so um you can see we're just up and down 
So again, there's it's important to cherry pick the better opportunities um, wherever you find them. Uh, a bit of mild yen strength, you can see we reversed off the lows on Friday. Just sticking with the euro, with the yen for a second, you know this is a level of resistance, and now the yen is beginning to get close to, to selling off. So we can keep an eye on the yen. Again, it's we've got an indifferent view on the yen because there's nothing really to drive uh, the yen aggressively, and that's really ultimately our problem. So going back to the dollar, we've got quite an indecisive dollar, broadly speaking. Um, our bias, as you know, we were looking to sell the dollar Swiss. Um, we're still in a sideways pattern for the last four days. Uh, a breakout to the downside of these markets would sort of reaffirm the dollar weakness trade, and we could probably add a couple of trades uh, over the course of the week if we can continue to build this um, this portfolio of trades that we're currently in. So the dollar CAD, the CAD, the Swiss franc, all looking positive or potentially positive and very close to uh, to significant breakouts. Same situation for the uh, Aussie dollar. We're still in the Aussie dollar to the upside. And maybe today or tomorrow or this week is the time when we break out of these ranges. Uh, and the New Zealand dollar is in this little sideways pattern as well with some further upside. So, so we keep an eye on the yen. It's more of a technical trade if we get into the yen. But um, our, our trade plan is not too dissimilar for the last three or four days. It, it's, got, it's got the same sort of summary to it. We're kind of risk on. Everything's really positive. Goldilocks scenario, whatever. Euphoria. Um, you know, there's just a clambering to try and get into these markets and we want to try and ride that. And that's really all, all we're doing. We're not doing anything hugely significant. We do have a bit of a hedge in there just in case. But um, so far, so good. And let's see how we get on. So... Again, from Friday, we still have further U.S. indices strength. It's not like we're uh, we're repeating. We're just using last Friday's uh, trade plan. It's just the fact that nothing has changed. In fact, all we had on Friday was a little bit of sort of mild weakness in these trades, but nothing. The fundamentals haven't changed, um, so we can expect further U.S. indices strength. Again, be patient. It is important when you're up at these all-time highs that you. you you give it a bit of room, give it a bit of time. Um, try to avoid looking at your PL every five minutes because it's going to get quite exhausting for you. So, you know, set the trade and, and, you know, give it some space, give it some room. So, yeah, do be patient with the US indices. Again, that potential dollar weakness trade, we use the word potential because some of these markets are like the dollar Swiss, dollar CAD, Aussie dollar, New Zealand dollar. They're in a sideways pattern. And it's really the right trade, but we need to wait for the right time, which we don't have just yet. And then crude oil, um, again, it's continuing to make further upside. We're now above, um, well, we're close to the $80 level. So that's been a fantastic trade for us. Um, it's, it's, it's very much... Um, you know, we, can, we, can, we can add to it... Uh, the 85.15, we can put a 85.15. So, any anything above 
8550. We'll have a look at it. You, you do want to have a look at it on a smaller time frame as well, just to make sure that it does fit in. And if you get prices, well, we, we're, we're probably pulling back to the 7815. And if prices um, consolidate around that sort of price point and, and prices start to, to push higher again, you know, you could get an opportunity to get in and start buying. Um, so Uh, we've got we got Australian inflation numbers, which again will just feed into that sort of more global narrative. Where we've got a series of job numbers, we've got inflation numbers, um, we've got uh, FOMC. Here we oh, quite important. Lots of other stuff within that. Um, significant volatility so look this is our trade plan it's risk on in nature we've got a, there's a pure positivity out there and we'll ride that until something changes um so as a result looking for further indices strength but just be patient give it time if you're in those trades keep sticking with them uh potential dollar weakness um looking more so at markets like the dollar swiss dollar cad aussie dollar um, and crude oil looking to buy above 78.15, which we are currently above, but we might get opportunity to get in on a pullback again. So we'll have a look at that in more detail. And do please note, uh, so this is a massive week for financial markets with job numbers, inflation numbers, FOMC and BOE. Um, uh, do expect significant volatility. All right. So look, on that note, guys, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks very much for joining us. We're going to switch rooms now to our live trade room. We hope you can join us for that. And we'll see if we can apply these opportunities. There's your, um, there is your trade plan, guys. Good morning, everyone. You can take that away with you. And um, we'll, we'll wrap it up there if that's okay. We, we'll talk about the narratives in, in a lot more detail in our live trade room in just a second. But it's this soft landing uh, sort of, Dovish Fed, lower inflation sort of narrative, really in charge, risk on, indices higher, which we're already in, dollar lower, which we're already in. We're waiting for bond yields to, to fall into place, but hopefully this week now they'll begin to do that. Uh, and we've got a, a bullish view of commodities as well. So this sort of narrative on the left-hand side of your screen is far more uh, important as, as things stand. All right. Any questions, guys, feel free to post them into the chat box. If not, thanks very much for joining us. As always, uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be back again tomorrow, of course. So we'll see you then. And uh, those of you that want to join us in our live trade room, we'll be starting now in just about 60 seconds time. Great stuff. On that note, listen, take care. My pleasure, guys. Bye for now.